from WNHH, New Haven Independent.org, 103.5 FM LP. This is Michelle Turner, and I am the host of the show. I'm so happy that you could join us this morning. I sincerely hope that you'll join us again for the repeat coming up at 6 p.m. As it stands now, I don't have a guest, but I want to run some thoughts by my audience because I think certain things are important, certain things are needing to be discussed, especially when it comes to the education of African-American and Latino children. Over the past few months, I had the opportunity to work in public schools that were not here in New Haven. So let me be clear in that. Um, and I like working with young people. I like it to the point where I am considering getting certification so that I can teach. And one of the things that I found in working with a certain group of young people is that their needs are not being met. One of the, uh, one of the biggest surprises for me, if you will, is I've discovered there are children who cannot read and they are in high school which leads to the behavioral issues, which leads to sporadic attendance, which leads to a certain level of failure, which leads to people dropping out of school or people acquiring so many days of absences that there are no alternatives for them in the public school system. I, I may be wrong in that, but what I, what I am speaking of or from is my own experience. This is not based on data. This is not based on anything scientific. I should say that this is an editorial show because it's based on my experience. And what you're going to hear from me is my opinion. So let me get that out the way and be very clear in that. Um, and so when I say that these children don't have an alternative because of absenteeism, what I mean is this. They don't have the opportunity, after a certain amount of absences, to repeal those absences. What I've also observed is that in those particular situations, parents and students don't understand that process. Even though the process is explained to the student, it's not something that seems to be fully understood. I saw students submit half paperwork or a single sheet with nothing on it, no doctor's excuses, no um, note from the parent. When it came down to absenteeism, 
and that it was supposed to be, in this particular instance, something that was attached, um, something that went with the paperwork, and all the parent did was sign it. So it didn't excuse, as it turns out, because of the technicality, the absences. So in our black and brown communities, where we struggle to get our children educated, where we struggle to attempt to make those schools better, it seems that we're up against an attitude of, and again, this is my observation, young people who are not interested in school or not traditional school. And I don't know if charter schools are set up any differently, but maybe it's time too to examine how we educate folk. Because in, in my working in the schools, I've discovered that we do very well with, or we've started to do very well, but I'll even say we do, with kindergarten through third grade, kindergarten through fourth grade. Middle school, we, we start to, there's one or two paths. Children are divided up by their ability to learn. Although, over the past year to two years, there has been a movement that brings the students in who are academically challenged into the same classroom with the children who would be considered hard workers and uh, academically on top of things. So that slowly is changing. But when it comes down to black and brown children being prepared for high school, I have to ask the question, is your child really prepared for high school? Do you know what the ability level is? Do you know how much work needs to be done in high school in order for them to receive a high school diploma? While the kids understand the credit system, they don't understand how absenteeism weighs in on that. And they don't also prepare for tests, not like they should. And when I say that, most students will take work home, again, my observation, and don't return with that work. So now the teacher has to lay out all of the things that the student was supposed to return. They have to lay out their lesson plan and sort of teach to their own tests. And I'm not talking about standardized tests. I'm talking about say a common biology test. If you don't have students who study for that biology test or are consistently not doing their homework, and I'm not talking about 
one or two kids. I'm talking about out of 28, 17 kids don't have the work. What do you do in those situations? Parents need to be very aware of what goes on in those particular classrooms. Of course, I'm sure most parents, especially these days, don't necessarily have the time to make it into school to see what's going on in a classroom. But in all honesty, being educated, getting an education takes three partners, the student, the teacher, and the parent. And that may sound simple and basic, but understand that there are schools where parents don't show up for parent night. Or if you have three days that are parent night, you might get five parents out of 28 on that third night or whatever that third hour is, third day, hours. Because some people, of course, as we know, work through the day, some people work through the night. But there are parents who, for whatever reason, and there could be a couple, parents who don't get any information from the school because the student is dependent upon to bring that information home. Well, if the student is not performing well academically in school, they're not giving the parents the information. There are also robocalls. And then there's also word of mouth. And parents, for the most part, work hard but they also have their own challenges in trying to run a household and making sure that things are done in that household the way they want them done and keeping up with a teenager and their responsibilities and their homework and what they're supposed to be doing in school. So it's, it's complicated. Some of the behaviors that I saw of students was at best despicable. I think a lot of people would be, I don't even want to say distraught. I want to use a stronger word than distraught. But I believe there are quite a few people who would be taken aback by the behavior of students in public schools. Now, this is not necessarily all students, but hear me out. If you have a class of 28, and you may have four to five kids who are disruptive consistently, you're going to have to stop the class, you have to deal with those students. Those students are either going to be quiet or they have to leave the room. That takes 15 to 20 minutes out of a 45 minute period. 
So, what does the teacher do? Uh, as Sam's going to jump in because yeah. he's got something to say. Yeah, I, I am poster child of what you're talking about. Absolute po poster child. I, I was disruptive, I was annoying, I was distracting. Uh, teachers actually had to monitor me going to the bathroom as a child because I would just walk around school 40, 45 minutes of just lapping school because I, I used to have like chronic ADHD. So I, and I, there are, there are, the, there are those issues. But then it becomes, well, how do you teach a student who does have ADHD? What was your experience? Well, like a lot of teachers and my parents tried a lot of different methods. Some teachers got so frustrated with me that they would put my desk outside. And like not like, I'd, uh, I'd get the desk up against the wall. Yeah. I'd get the desk turned around. Uh, none of it worked. I was so loud that I was, it didn't work at all. Uh, I got... Uh, check mark system that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Sticker system that, that didn't, didn't work. work. Um, Adderall it worked, but you can't see me on camera now. But I have like permanent eye bags because mm -hmm. I'd get around three hours of sleep a night. Like I, not exactly. Yeah, because you weren't sleeping because of yeah. the medication. Yeah, and uh, I'd get uh, I was like forty pounds underweight. Aww. And yeah, none of that ended up working at all. And teachers were so frustrated with me. Like, I'd, I, every teacher except one teacher I had in elementary school left the school I was at the year after they had me. Like, one of them went to London, another one retired. I was a nightmare. But, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't not paying attention. I'd still, I, I actually had some of the best grades in, like, my entire, like, class. Like, but I just could not pay attention for the life of me. But was that because... Were you overall a hard worker? No, I could just pick things up pretty quickly. Very pretty quickly, and that's that's common with kids who are ADHD. You know, a lot of times they say, "Well, the kids are bored; they're not being challenged enough." But in reality, you just you can't sit still, and your brain can't sit still. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't getting challenged enough because I was genuinely interested in what I was learning. Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize it, but like I I still like remember a lot of the stuff that I learned. I just genuinely can't sit still. Like I, I think I've toned myself down to. I've taken the age out. I'd like mm -hmm. to think I'm just ADD now. But yeah, as a child, uh, like it, even on the bus, I had to sit in the front of the bus because I was uh, distracting to the bus driver. They they nicknamed me uh, the Ball of Fire as a child. Wow. So you're you're yeah wow. yeah you're talking. To, the to, to, to an example, right? Yeah, to the example. So, without getting too personal, how things begin to work out for you? Um, well, it started my freshman year of high school. My first semester of freshman year of high school, I had like a 2.0 GPA. I went, I, uh, I, well, first, I failed algebra eighth grade, and my mm -hmm. parents were like, but the weird part is, is that's the class I focus the most on. I just, like, my brain doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. I'd be there hours talking after class. I'd still get, like, 40s on tests, and I didn't get it. So my parents were like, all right, we're taking you out of public school. We're putting you in private school. They thought, okay, smaller classes, that's right. going to work. Did not work. Actually, the direct opposite, because I'd made friends amongst those smaller classes. <laughs> and since I wasn't, I, I don't want to say dumb, but I was with a certain demographic of kids in mm -hmm. my classes, 
a lot of the football players, mm -hmm. and I ended up befriending them, and they were way worse than me. So my first semester of high school did not do well, and then my parents hired this woman to tutor me, but not like in classes, but... At home. Yeah. She's from New Haven. Her name's Rhoda. Great woman. Shout out, Rhoda. But she's just a small woman, older, but God, she put the fear of God in me. This woman <laughs> would just be like, stop. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, you ever see The Incredibles? You know the old yes. lady who makes the suits? Yes. Just imagine that on steroids. <laughs> she was... Cr so, um... I had her for like two years, and then I got another tutor named Pat. She's an old teacher at Career High School, and she was even worse—not worse, but like scarier. <laughs> like, it just took someone to teach me how to study, and it like took mm -hmm. someone to say like. I think once I realized why I was putting in work, like someone explained to me like, "Oh, you want to go to college? Oh, this is how you get to college." Like s stuff like that. So, for you, it was trying to, or people trying to teach you the way that you learned, yeah. figuring out how you learned. Kind of. And it was also me, like, putting less value on social, being social. Because mm, okay. I, I was, like, an only child, too. Yeah. So, only child, ADHD, surrounded by kids. Like, it was my only interaction. And I have like real, I have like older parents who aren't like, they're not like fun mom and dad who like, right. who like know about anything I know about <laughs> or like, like any of the stuff I like. So yeah, I re and I didn't have a pet because my mother killed all my pets <laughs> by, accident, by accident. I, oh my God. I'll tell her this. I tell her this all the time. She put my <laughs> guinea pig outside to eat grass and it got taken by a hawk. I was at football camp. <laughs> I talked about this multiple times. That poor woman killed my, and, and the rabbit, dead. Cat, dead. Two guinea pigs, dead. I had no one. So my only outlet for being social was, was, at, school. was at, at school. Well, I find, I think, I find, I think you brought up two good points. Because I think in some ways for a lot of kids, it is the peer attention. I think there's a lot of that going on. But I didn't feel like I was I was craving their attention. I feel like I was craving like a, like friends. Right, right. And I was weird too. So, like that adds to all of this. Like I, mm -hmm. I was hopped up. It was like I drank like ten coffees. Like I could not, like I couldn't stop. And it it, it were you overstimulated mentally? You think? I would like something that I've carried since I was like a young kid, what I do in class when I'm bored is I'll count ceiling tiles. Mm -hmm. Like I've counted like ceiling tiles up to like a thousand. And like, especially I do it now in college, like in lecture halls when I'm bored, I'll just start counting the ceiling tiles. It's like, I will look for anything to do other than what I'm supposed what to do. What you're supposed to do. Yeah. I, like I would take apart pencils. I would take apart calculators. I would take apart, I would, I would just start like playing with whatever was around me. Cause I, cause I just could not, Focus on just sit there, listen, and write. I couldn't do that. And I think I think that's the same <coughs> thing. I think a lot of students have a difficulty focusing. So this goes back to my original question: How do we teach in the twenty-first century? Uh, I'd say utilizing technology. 
that that'd be my because when Would I that help you? yeah yeah kind of and all right in a really weird way being able to go on the internet every once in a while has completely changed how I do school and that sounds dumb I'm not talking like schoolwork like mm -hmm. I'll be on Facebook real quick 15 seconds go on social media relax myself and then I'll go right back to the lecture. Mm -hmm. Actually, like, in a, I think that's just the case with me. Once I got a computer, it like, it took away my focus, but it channeled all the random things that I wanted to do into, okay, go on Reddit for five seconds, check to see if there's any new posts, nothing, mm -hmm. go back to class. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that was a, one of the strategies I found that made me more focused That works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think I transformed how I felt about social situations. Like now, when I go to when I go to class, like now in college, I'm like, okay, you have like two classes. If you just sit here and relax and shut up, you can just go out and watch a movie after. Mm -hmm. Like I like motivate myself with all the free time I'm gonna have if I do what I need to do. So that helps. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm like Rudy. I'm Rudy in this. Like, if you got if you saw it, no one knows here. Like. Harry thinks that I'm ADD now. Mm -hmm. Got no idea. Wow. Like three different ADD doctors in the New Haven area. Like, like people who write books were like, "No, nah, I can't do anything about this." Nothing. Really? Yeah. So, has it been like you said? You challenged yourself to just kind of chill, go in class, and relax. Do you do anything to help yourself relax? Like, do you do you do like, I don't know, yoga or Jedi mind tricks? Uh, <laughs> you know, I've like, what do you do to make yourself relax in those situations? Oh, in those situations, I like, I like, I also go on like like Reddit, social media, like, mm -hmm. and that's weird because I, I don't think anyone else in the world is probably like that because like that's like, it's like a like a quick distraction for me for me to be like okay you're looking at something funny you're looking at something you like now go back to doing what you don't like for a little bit and you can go back to to doing what you like so you you kind of it's kind of a reward system for you yeah that's that's that is how i i've done it i i've figured out that like no one else's reward system is going to work other than my own mm -hmm. and i'm old enough to the point where no one should have to give me a reward system right so i just like in my head, whenever I have to do something, I'm like, okay, your reward is what you want to do after this. And that's why I'm like, I, I'm at, I've turned like 180 degrees. Like, I am so good at studying now. It's crazy. Like, I'll just sit in the library for seven hours. But is that, is that a part of your ADD or is it you really being focused? Uh, it's a little of both. I also like, I listen to music when I like study and do work okay. now. Yeah. I, I can't. Because that does work for people. I if I'm studying though, I can't listen to anything with words. Like I'll just listen to like Coltrane or like uh, Miles Davis or like uh, Jay Dilla. Like if you know mm -hmm. if you know who Jay Dilla, is, he, uh, like stuff like that. I, I've just like I've learned how to channel it. Okay. I also don't care that much about social interactions anymore. And so that made a difference for you. Yeah. Not being so social. Yeah, I just like learned that people kind of suck sometimes, <laughs> and I guess being like an only child, like I kind of like glorified everyone into thinking like, oh, this person can be my friend; they're cool. Mm -hmm. This person, can be... but now I'm like, I don't, I don't care. 
I want to get in my class. I don't care about talk, talking right. to anyone right. in like the, <laughs> the least terrible way I can say it. I don't, I don't care at all. I'm there to do my job and leave. Mm -hmm. Turn into a crippled old man. <laughs> I'm not there for any foolishness. Mm. So you're very serious about it. You're very focused. Because I try to be. Because it's like it's like a zero to a hundred thing. If if I start joking around in the class, like that's it. It's over. I'm just gonna start talking. So I know like I just gotta be silent. Now with that, do you have? I'm trying to form the question so that it makes sense. Do you have, like, say, okay, I know this class is 45 minutes, or I know that I've got two classes that total maybe three hours, so I have to really kind of channel myself for those three hours to be focused, to be uh, attentive, does it does it sort of work that way? Kinda. I'm I'm very like that. I'm very like in my head. I like time management has been something that I've improved yeah. on a lot. So what I'll think to myself is like, okay, just get through this. Like it's really not that bad. Like because usually I'm in college now, so my classes aren't all together. And something I've done that has really helped me with my time management is that like I try to schedule my classes like later. Because mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. For example, like I said earlier, I failed math in eighth grade, right? It was like pre-algebra because it was at 8 a.m. And I just could not understand it. Mm -hmm. So my freshman year of high school, I take algebra one and I don't have the book and I get a 98 in the class because it's wow. at, at one o'clock. And, okay. and low key, my teacher was like, you're, you're really good at this. And I was like, yeah, no. Well, it was, the, it, was, you know, it was like one of the only A I ever got in high school. I, I had a friend whose child did not do well in math, and they were tagged as a math dyslexic. But there might be something to what you're saying because when they got in high school, they passed their math classes and they had pre-calculus which I guess could be an AP class. Yeah, for a freshman, yeah. Yeah, for a sophomore. Oh, yeah, that's still an AP class. And they were like, well, it relaxes me. I can do this, and it relaxes me. And for me, that was amazing because two years earlier, this kid really could not do the work and struggled in doing it. So I think, I think there's three things here. And you brought up some very good points. I think parents need to really know how their children function in school. Mm -hmm. I think teachers, teachers are, are good at knowing their students and what they're capable of after a few weeks. They have a real idea as to how they can work with the students. Yeah, I, I've definitely had my fair share of teachers who like, really took the time yeah. to like to like talk to me and like see what's up and like try to like find ways for me to focus but I've definitely had my fair share of teachers who fairly enough just kind of get fed up like one teacher I had a door that went outside and one day the teacher was like alright I'm done with you just pick my desk up put it outside close the door and wow. I had to watch class how your parents feel about that 
my mom's never going to take my side on it. She's a teacher. <laughs> so she's like, Mira, it's bueno. You're probably being annoying. Like, she'll never, ever, ever take my side over a teacher's side. <laughs> but now my issue, like, is being late. Well, not anymore. But that was my, like... But I think something I forgot to mention that is, like, pretty much the only reason why I, like, succeed now is that I figured out that I have to do everything last minute. I'm not... Really? Yeah, I can't do anything before a deadline. One time in my entire life have I wrote a paper not the day before it's due. Like, I'll write things two hours before they're due. I I will study the day before because I have to. Because I, I have to... That urgency, that sense of, okay, I have no other choice. Choice but to do it. But to do this right now. That's what mm. That's what pushes me to do my best work. Like, again, once... I do. I wrote one final paper for my politics class, and that paper I cranked out in like seven hours. I like sat down, I was like just chilling, and I just cranked it out, and I started editing it. And that was like the only time I've ever like edited or like worked on any work past the day it was due. Hmm. But I, but like it's it's not. This is not a good strategy. Like for all the listeners, not something you should do. <laughs> well, I would think it's stressful, right? Yeah, but that's what like that's what produces the work that I do mm -hmm. but like ever since like first grade that's how I've been is that like all my book reports the night before all my tests study the night before and like but doesn't that leave you tired I yeah I mean I would think it's exhausting the emotional as well as the physical uh emotional I don't get emotional about school or grades usually like I'm not I never stress like that's just something I've been able to up hand uphold mm -hmm. for a pretty long time is that my stress levels really never get that high but physically uh coffee works i mean I, i've kind of gotten trained as a kid because of all the adderall i was hopped up on mm -hmm. and i i can function like five hours of sleep to a lot of the times before i take my final exams i won't sleep the night before really yeah like Every one of my exams this year, I, I took too much Adderall and couldn't sleep. But I only take it during final season now. I'm like, I'm completely off it. What year is this for you? I'm a sophomore. I was a sophomore. Now I'm a junior. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's just a strategy that I found. Is that like, to do the work. Because if I don't, I will just, in my head, I'll think, okay, yeah, this is cool. But it's due in two days. Hey, Netflix is cool. YouTube's nice. Head mm -hmm. on there. Like, mm -hmm. But if if I have, like, two hours, I, like, calculate how much time I actually will need. That's, like, something I've gotten really good at, too, is, like, calculating exactly how long I can crank something out. So it's it's a time management thing, but yeah. in reverse. Yeah. It's, like, everything you think would work on a normal person does not work with me. Like, go. So it is for you about how you learn. Kind of. It's not, like how I learn, because I still learn pretty much like everyone else. Like, I I take notes, I talk mm -hmm. to my teacher, I'll, like, do the work, I'll do the homework, but, like... But when I say that, I'm saying your style. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's, like, how I focus. Yeah. D yeah. D like, my motivations are way different than a lot of people. Because, mm -hmm. like, a lot of people channel, like, when they, when they're motivated, they're, like, like freak out because there's so much emotion behind what, why they're doing what they're doing and like 
so much pressure on them from like exterior things and there's no pressure on me and I'll honestly because my parents they know I can do this yeah they know like that I will not screw up like in school they know that like I now at least like before like the last 12 years no they were up my word I can't say on the radio <laughs> but now they know that like I can do the work I don't need to be reminded and I can like set my own schedule. Which is great. So there's a certain level of maturity with it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely way more mature. Mm -hmm. It kind of just came in a wave. It was like, mm -hmm. it was like, well, not a wave. I saw my GPA freshman year and I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. This might need to change. And a quick story. I, uh, <laughs> so I might have cured that, but me showing up to class on time is that, that difficult for you it was i but not missing class mm -hmm. like i maybe missed two classes in my freshman year and all sophomore year i didn't miss one class which might sound like okay that's the norm find someone else who goes to college who doesn't miss class yeah but my issue was was that even at like for a 10 a.m that's hard for me to get up at so my dorm was a good half mile from class and uh i would longboard to like to class every day and I have that schedule pretty much down. Then my longboard got stolen. Uh, one of three that got stolen in Delance. <laughs> uh, um, so I had to walk to class and that was really hard for me. So I would show up like maybe two to three minutes late every day to class. And this teacher, so I had like a good B plus A minus in the class and it's the last day of classes and I go in the grade report and I see your grades are 49. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on, right. let me do the math real quick. That don't add up. I had an 89, and she counted every time I was late and deducted uh, points from it and never told me about it. Wow. So it was 14 times I was late. <laughs> so she brought my, my grade down to a D minus. Wow. Just for being late. And after that, I was never late or miss any class. Like all sophomore year, I didn't. I, ha I had her again. I got, I was real heated about it. Like, I talked to my, to the school. I was like, look, I got chronic ADD. And they're like, nope, can't do anything about that. And. So you don't get more time or uh, anything I do, like that? I do, but I don't. And when I say more time, let me just explain that that means more time to take tests, more time to turn in papers, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like using that. I never, I never use that really. You don't? I, th I feel like it's unfair because, like, on tests and stuff, I never need more time. Like, that's mm -hmm. not that's not an area where, like, I hinder, like, test taking, quiz taking. I usually, I'm usually just around Good everyone else. That. And as for assignments, I feel like that, just, that doesn't really help me because that just, like, as I said, I, everything has to be, like, right at the dot, right, right before I hand it in. So to give me more time would just extend that feeling. Like, it, it wouldn't help me. Mm. These are the way I have to motivate myself. Like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't forward the way I think, because it would just push the inevitable. If that makes sense. So, if you had a recommendation for parents, teachers, and students, what would it be? Um, I I would say, for for a student, find what makes you calm. Mm. Like, like for me, what makes me calm is like. In the least corny way, like music really like slows it down for me. Like music that like other people are like 
oh, that's Martha music. Like, that, that relaxes me in a really weird way. Like, 21 Savage, Young Thug, stuff like that. It, like, it, like it slows everything down for me. Like, find your outlet. For teachers, I'd say just, like, be, as hard as it can be, be patient. Because my mom's a teacher, so I get the struggle. Like, yeah, I get that you got a lot of kids. I get you got a lot of grades. I get right. you got a principal breathing on your neck. I, I understand. But, like, just I just wouldn't get frustrated. Because anytime a teacher got frustrated or got, like, got mad at me, mm -hmm. that didn't help. That just made me push back more. Like when, te like when I would sense a teacher was getting annoyed at me. And I get that, like, a normal person would be like, oh, this teacher's getting annoyed with me. I better stop. But that's just not how me and other ADD kids work. And as for parents, I'd say just don't push too hard. Like, don't, like, as hard as it is to understand, like, it's not my choice. Like, I think that's something that took a really long time for my parents to get. Especially, like, my dad. Like, and I guess both of them, my mom, too. Like, it's, I, I don't not want to do my homework. Right. It's not, like, an active thing where, like, I, I want to go, like, do whatever. Like, it, I just can't. I can't control it. Control it, yeah. So that would be my advice for all three. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate your insight. Anytime. I just heard you talking, and I was like, whoa, are you talking about me? <laughs> well, you know, in, in observing what I have over the past year, I see a lot of dedicated people to children. I see a lot of um, parents who work hard to try to get their student or their child to where they need to be. But I also see that there's a lot of things that are challenges for everyone involved. And so my plea to parents is observe your child, go by your school, see what's going on, and have good communication with your teachers. That means a lot. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. At least for me, it was kind of it was kind of more stressful. Like, it didn't really help. But in the grand scheme of things, you're right. It, it, you know, in the long run. But, it may not seem like it right then and there, but in the long run. But, like, at least for me, when my teachers and my parents would communicate too much, it mm -hmm. kind of made it a lot worse. Like, it added a lot more pressure on me. Because, like, not only am I getting yelled at by a tutor about me not doing my work, now I'm getting the same yelling from my teachers, and I'm getting the same yelling from my parents, and all of that. But now, that's that's a different situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah, but, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your child doesn't have those challenges, then, you know, it's important. And if, and if they do, but I think it's the approach. I guess that's my concern. How are we approaching these issues? How are we approaching our children? How are we approaching our schools? And to make our schools function better, to turn out educated citizens. So with that, this has been the show. I'm Michelle Turner. Thanks for listening to my editorial opinion. And thanks to Sam, the intern, for pitching in. And really, you know, giving us another side of things, especially for those suffering with ADD. And 
don't forget, show comes back on at 6 p.m. And then next Thursday, there will be a guest in the studio. Hey, you never know who's going to be on the show. 103.5 FM WNHH from the studios and offices of the New Haven Independent.